Our scripture lesson for the morning is taken from the Gospel of Mark, the 6th chapter, beginning at the 30th and reading through the 34th verses, and then dropping down to the 53rd, reading through the 56th verse. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. They went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And whenever he went, and wherever he went into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that he might touch even the fringe of, that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Thus ended the reading of God's word. May he add his blessings to it. <clears throat> Some years ago, I was reading uh, about by a book by the name of Bill Bryson, written by the man named Bill Bryson, who tells about family vacations when he was small. And he tells about how that they had a big old Rambler station wagon. Anybody remember what the Rambler station wagons looked like? You know. And he said there they were, he and his brother and his sister, sitting in the back seat of this old Rambler. And his mom and dad were up front and said they were, seemed like they were half a mile away from them. And as they would travel down the road, he and his brother and sister decided they would have some fun. And so they started getting things out of the picnic basket. And they found that if you take wooden matches that strike anywhere matches and stick them in an apple or in a boiled egg and toss them out the window, they would spark and make the car behind them veer to miss it. And he said, there they were riding down the road. And every once in a while, they'd fix one, throw it out the window and watch it, watch the car veer. And said that his mom and dad was always wondering why people were pulling up alongside them, just fussing and cussing as they went around them. You know, vacations. It's vacation time. It's time, like one of my friends used to say, he said, in the summertime, his attendance was up and down, up to the mountains, down to the beach. <laughs> you, know, you know, and that's about summed it up, doesn't it? We all like to go on vacation. And I'm sure we've all had some interesting vacations. I was just thinking about a time in 1976 when we went camp. We used to go camping all the time. I'm at the stage now in life when my idea of roughing it is the TV goes out in the motel room. You know, but we used to camp. And we used to camp in an old tent. A tent that I bought when we were in Germany back in, in the middle 60s. And in 1976, we decided 
that we would go to Washington, D.C. and take the children. And so we left from Ruffin, drove up near uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, to spend the night. And there we were. And if you've ever camped in the low country, you know about gnats. There we were, swatting gnats. Take a bite, swat the gnats. And all of a sudden, I heard one of the children say, Daddy, ain't we having fun? <laughs> you know? And we were, we were, we were. And then we got, we got to, to Washington and we were taking in all the sights. And you know how tiresome it can be walking around in Washington, D.C. And there we were in the nation's capital. And we had been on a tour inside the Capitol building and we were in the statuary room. And before we'd gone into the nation's capital, we were feeding popcorn to the pigeons outside the capital there on, the, on one of the reflecting pools. And we were standing in the statuary room. The guide was telling us all about the statuary room. And there was a tug on my pants leg. And I looked down and Mark said, when are we going back to feed the chickens? <laughs> and, uh, here we were in the midst of all that history. And when we're going to go feed the chickens. But vacations are always fun. Someone defined a vacation as this. That's where you pack a car with seven suitcases, three small children, a mother-in-law, two dogs, and say it's good to get away. <laughs> you know. Jesus' disciples had just come back. He'd sent them out to, to perform miracles and to to tell the story to everyone around them. And they had just got back and they were tired. And Jesus was tired. And so Jesus says to them here in the scripture lesson that we read just a minute ago, let's go off by ourselves and then you can tell me all about it, all about your experiences. And we'll go rest and you can tell us. And so there they went. They went away. But the interesting thing is the crowd saw them. And the crowd recognized Jesus, and soon there was a mob surrounding them. And notice what Mark says. So Jesus looked at the crowd, and he had compassion on them. He cared for them. He cared about them. He cared about what was going on in their lives. And so Jesus knew that the crowd had a great hunger, and there was something missing from their lives. And he knew that he held a key. And today, many people are going around with that same hunger, looking for happiness in all the wrong places. Looking for happiness in all the wrong places. Have you discovered the center of happiness for your life? Have you discovered what makes you happy? It's not drugs and it's not alcohol. It's not even sex. What makes you happy is to have in your heart and in your life a sense of peace, a sense of joy, a sense of knowing that you belong to God, that you belong to his son, Jesus the Christ. Jesus knew the crowd had a hunger. Ruth Bell Graham tells about talking with a store clerk one time and said the clerk was telling a story about one of her customers a woman who had fallen and broken her leg and had to be in the bed for a long while. And she said one Sunday she was lying in bed and 
tried to reach her phone when was on the by side of the bed, but she couldn't quite reach it, and she kept trying, kept trying, and finally she knocked it off in the floor where she definitely couldn't reach it. And said, amazing thing happened, said she heard Billy Graham preaching on the telephone and said, at that point, she accepted Christ into her life and changed her whole world. Changed her whole world. Jesus was trying to get away. But he saw the crowd and he was filled with compassion. In John's gospel, Jesus proclaimed, I am the good shepherd. He told his disciples about sheep, about one lost sheep, and said the shepherd had a hundred, but he was missing one. And so he went out, left the 99, and went out and searched until he found the one that was lost. And he brought it back. He brought it back. You know, Jesus had a compassion about him. He loved to touch people. He loved to talk with people. He loved to heal them and give them what they needed. You know, back in the old days, when they first started practicing medicine, as we know it, the doctor read books. And he had an assistant that did all the surgery. The doctor didn't touch them. He just stood there and kind of supervised. But then one doctor came along and decided he'd touch the patient. And he found out that patients heal better when they're touched. When they're touched. And don't we all? Don't we all like a touch? You remember as a little kid, you, you skin your knee, and who did you want to touch you? You wanted mama, you know. And mama's kiss and mama's touch was better than all of methylate in the world. Methylate burned, by the way. <laughs> you know. But that was what you needed, the healing touch. And that's what Jesus brings and gives to each one of us, the healing touch. Jesus touched people with compassion. He loved people, and he reached out to them. read the story about a man by the name of Red Monroe, who had a sick friend and was needed an operation for cancer but didn't have the money, didn't have the insurance. And Red himself was without a job. And when he heard about it, he decided he needed to do something. So he went around and he began to raise money to help her get the surgery that she needed. And finally he got half the money. And he went to the hospital where she was supposed to have the surgery and talked to the surgeon and said, you know, I got half the money. The least you could do is put up the other half. And the hospital staff raised the rest of the money for the surgery. That's compassion. Caring enough to reach out and to help. Jesus was the pow- has the power to satisfy our hungry hearts. Jesus and the disciples still wanted to get away, so they decided after that experience with that crowd on the shore, they said, let's get in the boat and we'll go somewhere else. And they got in the boat and crossed the Sea of Galilee, came to the other side, but the same thing happened. People recognized Jesus while he was still in the boat before he got to land even, and they started gathering people together, bringing the sick, the infirm, so that Jesus could touch them. So that Jesus could touch them and heal them. Read a story about a person up in Michigan. 
Her husband lost his job that he had for a number of years during the recession. And soon they lost their house. It was just her, her husband, and her 19-year-old daughter. And they struggled along. They kept struggling. And finally, they got another job, got another house. And she said she was there brushing her teeth one night, looking in the mirror. And she thought, well, you know, even through all of this, God was there. In the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our trials, we need to remember that God is there through it all. Through every step, through every moment of our lives, God is there. And we need to thank God for bringing us through the things we've been through. Don't we? need to thank him for bringing us through what he has brought us through. We need to understand we can't not we cannot wear Jesus out. We cannot wear him out with our prayers. We cannot wear him out with our pleas. We cannot wear him out with our sins. We cannot wear him out at all because he looks at us and he has compassion for us because he cares for each one of us. And when he cares for us, he wants to reach out and touch us and help us. In our lives, help us in our struggles, help us where we are. He sees our hunger, he has compassion for us, and he will respond. There are always there will always be people who have a hunger for that which only Christ has to offer. He does not weary in caring for those he loves. He has the power to feed our hungry hearts. Just as we never stop caring for those that we love, Christ never, no, never stops caring for us because he loves us so much. Jesus wanted to get away, he wanted a vacation, wanted a break. You know, preachers need breaks too. I was glad to come fill in for David Day so he could take a little time off. I remember one time I went about five years without missing a Sunday in a pulpit somewhere, either my own or somebody else's. And it was about to wear me down. And I talked with an elderly Presbyterian friend. And he told me, he said, now, Jerry, he said, I want to tell you, you need to take a vacation every year. Don't skip a year. Take a vacation every year. He said, I'll give you three reasons why. He says, first of all, your wife and family need it. Second of all, your church needs it. And third, you need it. So take time off. Go on vacation. Rest up. You know, even though I'm retired, I still take vacation. <laughs> Hazel said I vacation too much sometimes. <laughs> I'm not a complete couch potato, but I'm close. But it is good to have some time away. But even in our time away, we need to still be caring for each other and about others. Let us pray. Oh God, we know that Jesus loves us. We know that we love each other. Lord, help us to be more compassionate, more caring. 
Help us to reach out in the name of Christ and touch other lives. And help others to come and find what Jesus alone can offer and give to each of us and to the world. Help us to be better disciples. Help us to be better apostles. Help us to be better evangelists for Jesus. For this is our prayer. And we make it in his wonderful and powerful name. Amen. And amen. Let us stand.